and as the sun set on the horizon, they lived happily ever after. Ever heard of it? And welcome to Happily Ever Heard of It. I'm your host, Jesse Jollis. And what a day, what a day. Do you believe in love after love? I won't learn their words. I won't. I refuse. Oh my goodness. Happy. It's, I feel like it's 2026. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like where the time is racing. Why is it always like, once school starts, that September bell rings. I'm telling you, it's like it's we're practically in waiting for April. Like I confirmed with my dad something about the summer today. And then I realized we're on it's October, but it's practically November. And honestly, I'll see you in December because time is going so quickly and I don't know why. But doesn't it always feel like that when we're busy? Busy, 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 or maybe you're not busy at all. I don't know. For me, it's been a busy week or so, and I had like what I would call a crash, or I had this old familiar feeling, and I was thinking about it and kind of tracing it back because I've always kind of done this to myself, and let me explain. In high school... I really started to figure out I love like doing things and I've always been pretty bad at playing with myself like growing up when my parents would be like just play on your own I'd be like I would rather die like I don't even read you know what that's offensive I'm still a terrible reader I have to really focus and it takes a lot of work and playing by myself I wasn't a fan thank god I had a younger sister who I could forced to play with me when that time came, but I didn't generally like to be by myself. I found it scary and nerve wracking. And so because of that, I developed this kind of personality or thinking that being busy meant like being fulfilled or being successful or being productive, which it doesn't necessarily mean at all. But if that's what you're trained to do, you can start thinking that that's the case. So like in high school, I was on a sports team and then I was doing theater and then I was doing choir. I went to summer school my junior year so I could take my science class over the summer and then I could be in two choir classes my senior year. What came over me to think that that was a, I mean, honestly, it is kind of great that you can get rid of, get rid of, I mean, <laughs> do a course that you could care less about geology in 30 days, you know? For me, that was a win. But I'm also like, what, what was I doing that summer? That Why did I do that? But I did. And I was so excited about it because then I got to take two choir classes and there was no way around it. Like I couldn't graduate without that science class. And so I decided to do that. So I could do the choir, all the classes with the singing and do the shows and, you know, have run around and do projects and care about this and that. And there would be these times in high school where I would be so busy. Like I, I'm a planner bitch. I'm a bitch with a planner. You know what I'm saying? 
who my girls out there holler at me that like love a planner. I mean, now it's like we have our phones, but in 2020, I really psyched myself out because I did buy a planner that year. And that planner, RIP, was very much empty. But I love a planner. I love highlights. I love like coming up with how I'm going to do certain things when I have certain meetings, etc. On my phone, not as fun, but I get like really into just filling out my time and feeling good and loved a planner. I still have all my planners and I would get excited when it's like things are coming up and, you know, things are happening, but also it can be really overwhelming. And like in college, every year in college around finals or midterms, I would, I mean, I said goodbye to people two weeks before. You know what I mean? Because I was like, you will not see me. You will not know me. Do not wave. I will be a ghost of myself. I, the genius that I am, said, you know what? Nobody goes to the library really early in the morning. And it's super quiet then. But if you go to the library like late afternoon, evening, girl, that's the hottest club in town. And I don't care what anybody says, but everyone's at the library and everyone's saying hi. And if you have a crush, it's like, oh, they're in the library. Oh, they're studying. What nook are they studying in? Should I walk past 15 times or all my friends are there? And I'm a talker. I'm a gabber. I want to go say hi. I want to be like, how are you doing? Do you think that you're going to fail? I'm convinced I am. How are you studying? So I'd be like, interesting. Jess, you got to the library at 5 p.m. You talked for seven hours and you've done nothing. So I started getting up at like 4 a.m. And this is psychotic and I know that, okay? A lot of people are listening and maybe they're in shock and awe or there's a few people who are like, wait, that was me. And to those people, I say, I always knew that we connected. But I woke up at like 4 a.m. so I could get to the library at 4.30 or 5 a.m. so early. So it was dead quiet or people were falling asleep because they were studying like late into the night. So I would be work, work, work and going over things, flashcards, studying my butt off. And then around like noon or one. So remember, I've been there for like seven or eight hours, a good day of work. I'd go downstairs, see all my friends, maybe just arriving. And then I'd be like, hey, I'd like be social, blah, blah, blah. And then I would leave and pretty much go to bed and repeat for two weeks. Why did I do this? Because that's how I learned how to study. But I would start, you know, studying a lot. And sometimes the nights would go later and later. And always pretty much when I came home to see my parents at midterm time or after finals, I got sick every single year. And I was like, wow, I just get sick like every year around finals. I guess that's just like my MO, you know? But what I didn't realize is I got sick because I wasn't sleeping very well. I stopped eating well because I was like, I'm, I'm studying to survive. And my time was so stressed and sort of stretched that I make myself and I, I can feel when it happens. It's like I make myself susceptible or like weak to germs and such. I just, that's how I feel. Okay. I feel like worn down and I feel ripe for the picking. And this last week, I had this feeling. I was in the middle of my day, all my blocks of work to do. And I was like, wow, I, you know, woke up, had one meeting, one recording, the next thing. And then I was like, okay, if I go to the gym now, I can come back and get everything else done. 
but I felt that feeling in my throat, like in my head, in my body where I was like, but I'm so tired and I don't feel like a hundred percent. And I had a little moment with myself where I was like, okay, but we said we were going to work out and we haven't. And like our schedule is packed. Like if we don't do it now, we won't have a chance. And then we're not going to have a moment. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is exactly how you get sick. Because right now you're tired, you're drained. You don't see an end in sight ahead. So what if for these two hours that you blocked off to like go work out and shower, you just took a nap? And it was still really hard to do. It was such a weird feeling because I was like, yeah, but you said you were going to work out and yeah, but you pay for Orange Theory and you haven't been and you said you were gonna. And I was like, I know I said I was going to, but I'm reading the situation in front of me right now. And like, I don't feel great. I feel like I'm going to feel so much better if I try to sleep. And then, you know, spoiler alert, I did rest during those two hours and I felt way better. And I felt like, wow, that those are those moments where we can wear ourselves down or fill ourselves up. Like we can take a break and be like, whoa, I drank that too quickly and I either need to slow down or get more. But like my glasses, it's low. And it's hard. It's hard to say that you need a break or that you're tired or that you might not be able to do something. I started to feel that more and more this week with like it getting busier and things are coming up. Okay, there's another thing that happened this week, which is if you talk to me on Wednesday night, which I just had a show and I had a shoot the next day and I was exhausted and practically sobbing and I was like, I'm about to start letting people down and I feel it. Like I'm feeling over overstretched. I'm canceling on my friends. I'm not doing like, I'm not feeling like I'm doing a good job or being a good, you name it, businesswoman, friend, um, director, just anything. I'm like, I'm feeling really stretched and I'm going to start disappointing people. And then I decided maybe I need to reframe that because I'm not disappointing other people. I'm just supporting and helping myself. So yes, I can look at it in a negative way and look at it as you know, I'm going to cancel on someone. I'm going to let them down. I'm going to not be able to see them. But I'm also trying to just take care of myself and make sure that I'm okay. Make sure that I don't get sick. Because when I get sick, I cancel on people easily. I'm like, girl, I'm sick. I can't see you. Cough, cough. You don't want to get sick. Like, I'm sick. But before that, I could also take the time to be like, oh, gosh, I have to take care of myself or I'm going to wear myself down or I'm going to get sick and I'm not going to be able to like be as productive or out there and be the best version of myself. And it's all about like time and taking the time for ourselves. Time is a very fickle, fickle, fickle thing. We never get more of it. And even right now, as like things are, quote, like picking back up in my life and I'm trying to figure out where to put everything. 
there also comes a time where you have to go through and figure out like, okay, and what is going to not get my time anymore? Like, what am I going to be eliminating from the list? There was a book, the Kyle Cease book, The Illusion of Money, that talked about going through like everything that you do in the day and ranking everything that you do from one to 10 from like, you know, one being you don't like it, you don't feel good after and 10 being, you know, it fills you up, gives you energy and you feel great. And when things are filling themselves up on your list, I think it's a great time to figure out like how certain things feel in your day and if you want to do it or not. And I think what gets really tricky or at least what gets tricky for me sometimes is when I'm filling things up, I tend to like let money take the lead. So something that pays me money gets precedent or pushes other things. And obviously sometimes we have to do that, but sometimes again, we can ask ourselves like, yes, it's money, but maybe we can push it or ask for boundaries or move it to certain times or figure out how we're going to squeeze it in. Because even though I'm having that old familiar feeling of feeling like I'm doing a lot, I also feel run down. I don't feel like my best and I don't feel like I'm giving myself what I need. And it's scary because when I look ahead too, it's busy. Like I'm going home next week to see my parents. Then my sister's coming. Then I'm going out of town. Like there's a lot of things coming up that I know I'm going to be traveling or moving or not seeing people or having to move like a lot of work stuff to cram it all in before I do that. And that can be stressful and nerve wracking. And I'm trying to figure out how to balance that. Because there's something else that would happen in college. First of all, my mom would call me and leave a voicemail and we'd play phone tag for days. And then sometimes when my mom got a hold of me, she'd be like, I always know you're doing well. You're happy when you're busy. And that wasn't always the case. I just, I mean, like I sometimes really wanted to talk to my mom. I just was running around and couldn't. But just because I'm busy doesn't mean I'm happy. And I think there's a really big distinction between that. And like, that's a hard thing to even say, but it's true. And I remember in college sometimes when I would be running around from thing to thing and Somebody would, I would like, you know, have on my calendar, like getting tea with a good friend. And I would get, we loved to get bubble tea in college. Who doesn't love bubble tea? I'm a taro girl. Taro or taro? I I absolutely, as I said it, I had a panic attack. And when I've never said this word before and it's never been correct. And here we are. But I would get that or like a, a milky one, which is ironic since I'm lactose intolerant. But she took a risk when it came to tea and I don't take it back. I'd finally get to see a friend and I would sit down and I, or be in passing, if my friend or anyone ever said to me, like, how are you doing? Like, how are you? How are you doing? I would immediately start crying. And that's still a sign to this day. When somebody asks you, when you've realized you haven't even checked in with yourself, which happens to me, which is I go, go, go. I don't check in with myself. And then someone asks me how I'm doing. I always have a mental breakdown because it's the first time I've thought about it and been like, how am I doing? Not good. (laughs) I'm really tired or I'm feeling really run down or like I'm letting people down. I'm letting myself down and I don't know how to stop, even though the answer is you stop and you take a second and you reassess. 
And isn't that funny that it's a lesson that's presented itself time and time again in my life in a way that isn't always great. I mean, sometimes somebody asked me that who did not actually want the answer. You know, they would be in passing, but they slowed down long enough to really ask me, how are you doing? And I'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, here come the waterworks. Here comes the tears. And what an interesting, like, check-in for myself. So in a way, I'm inviting you guys to check in with yourself and ask how you're doing. Like, maybe you haven't. I haven't this past week. I didn't realize how I was doing until I took a moment to take a nap instead of workout because I started to already feel I was stretching myself too thin. And then I had somebody, you know, say that, that, that I wasn't being present and I wasn't really checking in. And I was like, great, I'm here and I'm not even doing a good job. And then, you know, I went to someone else and I was talking to them and I just, I felt like I wasn't present and I wasn't there and I didn't know what was going on. I also felt like I was setting myself up to just disappoint people because I wasn't feeling replenished or full. And yesterday when I finished with my work, this shoot I had, and it ended way sooner than I thought. And I got home and I was like, oh, I can knock off some of the things for tomorrow. And then I went, absolutely not. I'm just going to sit and be and relax and try to replenish. And I went to bed super early. And I'm feeling a lot better right now. Earlier today, I wasn't. But today, I'm feeling better right now because I have a good friend who pretty much asked me how I was doing. And then I realized, not well, friend. I also have a physical tell. And maybe you guys, my physical tell of when I'm not doing well is I cover one eye. (laughs) And I cover one eye because when I was a kid, famously, I had a lazy eye when I was really young. So I had to go to all this eye therapy as a kid. And eye therapy is like really interesting and and weird. And, And when you're a kid, it actually just feels like you're playing games. So I'd have to follow something with my eyes or put images together. But it's a lot of work. And I remember even sometimes when I watched TV, I had to wear like special glasses and there'd be a screen on the TV. And my mom would say like, I would sometimes cover one eye when I was watching TV because it took work for me to have both eyes like open and essentially to be making the eye that's working on, you know, bringing in the image, if you will, come in. Because like my eye was out to lunch, right? My eyes out to the right, out to lunch. And then if I'm trying to watch TV, it's got to come in. Okay. My mom said sometimes she would come down and like, I can't imagine what this looked like for a mother. I mean, mothers have to love their children, but you know, just to see your kid with one eye out and my mom, because my mom would come down and go eye in, which means my eye was out. And then when she said it would go zoop, and that is an image only a mother could love. And we got to we gotta bless ourselves for having that. But when I get stressed now and I start to feel overwhelmed, like the first thing I do is I really cover my right eye, which is like, I think the eye that used to be weaker. And I was doing it a bunch this past week. And when I do it, I'm kind of, now I look at it as like, oh no, I must be feeling really overwhelmed and stressed. Like, this isn't something I do anymore. And I was talking to my friend about all the things I had. And as I was talking about it, I'm covering one eye because I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm going to fall apart. 
And, you know, she's telling me that I need to cancel this or I need to figure this out or I need to move that, which sometimes, again, talking to someone like giving me permission, I'm like, yeah, I guess I do have to do that or I do have to prioritize that. And I sometimes think this is like an AD, ADD thing, which someone told me that when you have ADD, you see all your tasks and they're linear or they're like horizontal, right? So they all are just next to each other. Ranking things sometimes is really difficult for me to do in my mind. And like either when I am able to ask or take time or when I, you know, have coffee, it helps me kind of put put it vertical and be like, this is the most important. This is the second most important. This is third. And I need to do my calendar or my time accordingly. But that was a time that I, all the tasks were definitely just linear and horizontal. And when she was asking me, it was like, yeah, I've got to rank them. Like I can't be putting everything, everything's not going to fit. And the only person who's also going to lose is me. And the person who's not getting the time they need is me. Like, am I making sure I have time to recharge or I have time to check in or am I meditating or doing the things I know set me up for success? Or am I starting to feel like I'm running around and I'm overwhelmed and I'm a pirate out here running around with one eye open and I got a patch on the other and it's just not a good look. So, and even honestly sitting down to record this, I was like, when am I going to record? What am I going to record? Like, what am I going to do? And, and um, even what am I going to talk about? It was like, well, I guess I should talk about what's actually happening and seeing if I can go through and figure out how to make it make sense. But Essentially, feeling overwhelmed and burnt out is a familiar feeling. And it, when it presents itself, you know, I don't want to fall back into old habits. I don't want to feel like I'm running around. I want to feel full and whole and like I'm doing things I love and I'm fully present when I'm there. And sometimes I'm going to disappoint other people because I'm going to choose to take care of myself first. And it's not easy to sit in the discomfort of others, especially when you're used to putting other people before yourself. But what's funny is when you do that, you take care of yourself. When you show up, you do show up better for people instead of like how I was showing up, which was like a half version of myself for everything I was doing. Uh, What a wild week, you know? So that's where we're at over here, okay? Are you taking time to check in? How are you doing? How are you doing? What do you need to shift or or prioritize or move around? Are you taking care of yourself? Ask yourself that question. I'm excited to say there's going to be a lot of changes for this podcast, which is really cool and really exciting and is taking time to figure out. So bear with me and also get excited because I am. And I hope that you have, I'll see you in May is really what I'm saying. I hope that the time isn't flying as quickly for you. And if it is, hold on tight. If you love me, I would love if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. If you want to hear more of me, you can go over to Middle Children or I'm on the Taylor Strucker Show on Thursdays. If you want to hear more about like really behind the scenes and like in depths of my life, you can go to Patreon slash talking to me where I really just no holds bar. Tell you the whole scoop of Rooney. 
And if not, I will talk to you next week. So remember, if you're the villain in your own story, you also get to be the hero. So put on your cape, bitch, and fly. Fly.